Welcome to the Conscious Business Leader Show. I'm Anna Choi, founder and CEO of Conscious Business Coaching, helping high achieving business leaders prevent burnout to grow in flow. Our firm empowers the next generation of global leaders who will cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness. Join us for the end of the show, where we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing business inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Ready? Let's go. We have Vince Warnock of Chasing the Insights with us today. How are you doing, Vince? I am good, Debbie. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It's great to be talking with you today. Oh, likewise. I, I am sitting in a very cold Wellington, New Zealand at the moment. And um, <laughs> just any, any ray of sunshine from around the world just makes me feel better. So I'm very happy for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we can do that for you. So please just start by telling us, how did Chasing the Insights come to be? Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> okay. This is going to be a long story. No, I'm joking. Um, I, I've had, had an incredibly varied career uh, in and out of corporate life and entrepreneurship and all this kind of thing. Um, but one of the things that happened, I sold a previous company uh, called mm-hmm. Common Ledger. So we went through, we built that for four years. It has some incredible growth and I decided I wanted out and, you know, spend time with family, things like that, that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, apparently my family need to see me and being on the road all the time. It's not healthy, those kind of right. things. So I thought, right, okay, that's it. Packing that in, I need to get a, a real job, a corporate job. Um, so I ended up joining the team at Cigna um, and originally as their, their head of digital um, mm-hmm. and then eventually becoming their chief marketing officer. And wow. one of the things that I had done for Cigna and, and for every previous role that I've done is I bring in a certain way of operating and, and it's mm-hmm. it's around experimentation. It's bringing in a, like an incremental gains approach to your business. Um, and I kind of started to make some transformation in the business. Uh, when I started there, I think we had around, I, I can't remember the exact figure, it was somewhere between two and 4% of our sales were done online. Okay. Uh, by the time I finished, it was up around 40%. So um, all of the transformation that we did online was showing incredible results. But what happened from that, obviously, when you get good results is people notice it. And we had signal markets all around the world, as well as other companies and that saying, hey, I need to know more about your system. I need to know more about your approach and how you do this. So can you please tell us, you know, to spend some time. Everyone wanted, uh, a whole pile of people started trying to organize hour-long sessions every week right. with them so I could talk them through the framework and talk them through how I operate. But then I realized there were so many different people wanting to do this. It was more than a full-time job. So I thought, mm. no, no, I'm going to deny them all. I'm going to write a book. I'm going okay. to teach my framework. I'm also going to teach the mindset aspect of what you need to implement a framework and then give them some practical experiments. Ta-da, and now they can buy my book. I'll Great. actually get some money for teaching them. Mm-hmm. So I did that and I published that last year. Um, that was Chasing the Insights of the okay. book. Um, and then from that some interesting things happened. Like number one, the book did incredibly well, which I'm very happy about. Great, congratulations. Amazing. Thanks. I've had amazing feedback about it as well. And kind of, it's really cool too, because you get, you get feedback of people going, Hey, good book, man. You're like, Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, then you get people going, Oh my goodness. When you talked about this, that genuinely mm. changed how I think. And also one of them actually sent me a screenshot of her working with her clients and going through my book with them and actually wow. giving them the, I was like, Oh my goodness, this means so much to me. <laughs> so, but, but when I published the book, something interesting happened. Now I, I've known that I've suffered from imposter syndrome or dealt with imposter syndrome <laughs> my whole life. Um, and it seemed to amplify majorly when I published a book. Mm. 
Mm. All of a sudden, my mind started, you know, those inner conversations we all seem yeah. to have as entrepreneurs. Again, who do you think you are? What are you trying to do? Go mm-hmm. out and get a real job. You know, <laughs> you, why do you think you're an author and all this? So I, I went down this whole spiral of going, okay, you know, all these conversations in my head around, you know, who do you think you are? And it wasn't until a mentor of mine um, called me up and, uh, and he never calls me up, by the way. I always have to book time <laughs> with him. But he just called me okay. out of the blue and said, hey, man, look, how's the book sales going? So I told him and he's like, oh, actually, that's pretty good. And I said, yeah, I'm really <laughs> pleased. And he said, oh, but I haven't seen anything out there. I've seen no media, no press. I've seen nothing on social media. Mm-hmm. And I had gone quiet. This was two weeks of silence after publishing. Wow. Uh, in fact, the only regret I have is I turned down two major um, PR opportunities. So mm. CIO magazine wanted to do a big spread on the book and on me uh, and a, dig- a Diginomicas in the US wanted to do a big spread as well. And I was like, nah, I'm too busy. I'm chief marketing officer. Yeah, we oh got so gosh. much on our plate. Yeah, mm. But actually what was really happening was I was just afraid. And yeah. that fear of visible, being visible and fear of people judging me was just overtaking me. So mm. I... Yeah, talk with my mentor and said, look, you know, I'm just really busy. I'm relying on word of mouth. And he goes, yeah, yeah, sure, Vince. You're full of crap. <laughs> then, <laughs> he knows you he, well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he told me the process that he goes through every time he publishes a book. And he's a multi-published author. Every one of them is a bestseller. And he was like, look, every time this is what I go through. And he basically read out to me exactly what I just experienced. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like that revelation that I'm not alone, Mm -hmm. that somebody else goes through this. In fact, he said it's actually quite common. People go through this all the time. I was like, okay. And hearing that, talking about that genuinely helped me. And I determined, I said, right, that's it. I need to do something about this. So I wrote this big LinkedIn article um, and said what I was dealing with and talked about Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome and how we deal with imposter syndrome and what I was doing to deal with it. And then at the end of it, I said, and by the way, so I'm going to take some action right now. And I'm going to tell you, if you're an entrepreneur, you need to buy my book. I know because I've poured my heart and soul into this. It's a damn good book. And it is going to help you because everything in there I have proven works mm. and I know for a fact will transform your business. So, you know, that was me dealing with imposter. The, the benefit of that, by the way, huge spike in sales. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I came around. So, yeah, it turns out that works. But but the other aspect of that is it opened up a huge amount of dialogue from people going, I didn't know you suffer from that. I do as well. Mm-hmm. And and the more people that came out of the woodwork talking to me about this, and I started talking about it at a conference, um, and that had a huge impact as well. And it made me realize we need to keep this conversation going as much as possible. So I had determined that that was it. I need to now write a book on this. Um, So I'm writing a book at the moment called Anti-Perfect, and it's all about dealing with this stuff. But of course, I was chief marketing officer, and that meant I had absolutely zero time, if anything, negative time. Um, (laughs) We we had so much on last year. It was a crazy year, Mm -hmm. bringing two big companies together, doing all these different projects. And I just couldn't focus whatsoever. I couldn't even focus on my 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 self care. Right, just a bug. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I ended up getting pneumonia for about three weeks just wow. because of the pressure and what we we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I don't blame the company. That was me not looking after myself. Very clear on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, right, that's it. I need to make a change. And decided at the beginning of this year. Well, actually, decided at the end of last year, but actioned at the beginning of this year to leave Signa um, okay. as the chief marketing officer and go off and write my next book. So that was the well plan, right? That was it. Okay. I've got it sorted. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to write a book. Uh, that lasted about a week. Uh, <laughs> then, then, by the way, COVID hit, and I was like, whoa, good timing. <laughs> like, right. Seriously. But, but the reason that only lasted a week is a lot of the companies that I was interviewing around the world, so in the US, Australia, and New Zealand, I had companies mm-hmm. there where I was talking to them about 
their their self-doubts, talking them about their inner thought processes mm-hmm. and things, and just getting information for my book. Well, of course, COVID hit, and these companies then turned around and said, look, mate, we would love to keep helping you, but right now we're not in the right headspace. We mm-hmm. have all the same overheads we've had previously, mm-hmm. but we have no income, income. at all. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of these companies, or some of them had little income coming in, but some of them had none at all. Um, and that's the point where I've been in those stresses before. I've had a company where, you know, you were worried about your runway, you're mm-hmm. worried about being able to pay your employees, you're worried about how to pay your bills and put food on the table, all those kind of things. So I knew what the anxiety was like, and I couldn't leave it there. I was like, nah, these, these are such good people. They're amazing entrepreneurs trying to make an impact on the world. So I can't stand idly by. So I started working with them and said, look, I, I can't ignore this. I want to help you guys. Yeah. Um, so for like, depending on what their business was, I helped them to transform that. I helped them to pivot in some cases. In some cases, I helped them to find additional revenue streams. But in all of those cases, they had a massive turnaround. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. Turns out I'm really good at this, <laughs> which I, I didn't know already because I'd done a lot of work with companies before right. and had a lot of impact. Still but another reminder. Some, yeah, yeah, exactly. And suddenly doing this, actively doing this, rather than just going out there and every now and then helping a the company, it was actively sort of like working with these people to transform their business. And I was like, okay, this is something I need to do more of. And at the same time, by the way, lockdown happened and I, I get bored really easy. I'm a high extrovert. I need people around me all the time. Yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going crazy here. My wife and my son were at home. My daughter's out flatting in that, but my wife and my son were at home and they're both high introverts. So they're like, okay. dude, this is a piece of cake. We, we, we love this. This is great. We've already <laughs> been doing this. There's really no- Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm going, guys, I'm freaking out. Um, so I decided at that point, I wanted to do one other thing, which had mm-hmm. I've been really passionate about, which, um, so- Part of my background, by the way, is working in radio. I was an on-air announcer for one of our biggest radio stations here for a number of years. And i that was my dream job. I loved working on radio. I'd wanted to do it since I was seven years old. I I built a crystal radio set and I used to listen to the DJs and go, holy crap, these guys have the dream job. They are are literally just playing music, hanging out with each other, having fun. Like this is is insane. (laughs) So fast forward many, many years later, I got that job and I was like, this is amazing. And I did, I loved it. I I genuinely loved being on radio. Mm -hmm. The only problem is there's one aspect I didn't love and that was the lack of pay because- Radio pays so poorly. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Any radio stations out there listening to this, come on, guys. Like, sort, sort your rubbish out. Like, pay your employees. Right. So I had to make a decision and leave that. And and I missed it. And I thought, for the last few years, I've really wanted to do, get into doing podcasting. It's something mm-hmm. I'm passionate about. It's my kind of new version of radio, essentially. So this year, I thought, right, that's it. We've got lockdown happening. I've got two other podcasters who I knew who were like, one of them interviewed me for a show in January. And he said, come on, man. I'm challenging you to launch your podcast by the end of the year. And I went, okay, I'm on it. So I launched the Chasing the Insights podcast and that's where that came from. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, then all of this just became under one banner, which is the podcast, writing the next lot of books Mm -hmm. uh, and just helping as many people as possible. So I'm now working as a marketing strategist and a marketing coach. um, And honestly, I just, I'm, I'm having... I almost feel guilty saying this, Gabby. I'm having the best year ever. Like I am loving what I do. It Taking is advantage insane. of the time. Yes. I know. I know. And, and, and it, it genuinely doesn't feel like it's taking advantage in the sense <laughs> that um, I'm seeing so much success for other people and, and, and living vicariously through them all as well. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely, I love that feeling when someone gets a breakthrough. And, and one of my key principles, by the way, when I'm working with them is I don't do it for them. Um, I refuse to do it for them because they can't afford that. <laughs> in most cases, <laughs> I 
coach them and empower them to do mm-hmm. it themselves. And okay. it's so much richer in experience. Like, uh, there's a couple of um, older women. Um, I won't call them old ladies because they'll, they'll kick my butt. Um, <laughs> a couple of older women who run a um, knitting cafe in Melbourne. Um, and being able to, I know that's such a cool, like, honestly, <laughs> I, I'm tempted to take up knitting. These two are so passionate about it. That is great. But, yeah. But they, they run this cafe and they, they have a cafe there where you come in you buy your scones and jam and cream or whatever it is. <laughs> you buy your <laughs> cup of coffee, you learn to knit and then you buy your supplies from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they supplement it with events. They run all these amazing events like knitting cruises, which essentially is a bunch of people getting together, mm-hmm. learning to knit, and then getting drunk and doing karaoke and dancing. Um, and then they have vineyard okay. tours, which is people getting together, learning to knit, then getting drunk and doing karaoke and dancing. There's a theme here. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they've got this <laughs> rabid fan base of followers in Melbourne that were just, that love everything they do. And of course, COVID meant nothing. They had no income. Mm-hmm. So I worked with them and I said, look, you know, I'll help you to get your shop online. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've been burnt by this many times before, by the way. They paid a huge amount of money to get a developer in and he never finished it. Then another developer came oh, wow. in and said, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take over. But by the way, I have to rebuild the whole thing. It's going to cost you even more money. And by mm-hmm. the way, I don't do this and this and this and this. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, we don't even know enough to ask the right questions right. or to talk to the right people. So I said, right, hold my beer. We got this, guys. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about e-commerce. And I'm going to teach you how to put your shop up and running. And you're going to get it up and running. And we're going to do it in a weekend. And they were like, ha, no. (laughs) We are technologically challenged. I won't say the real term that they went. Uh, They said, because this is family friendly. Uh, (laughs) They said, there's no way you can teach us. And I said, okay, like, seriously, I'll buy you guys a bottle of gin if we don't get this done. And they did it. In one weekend, they, not me, they wow. mm-hmm. built their website, imported all their, their um, items, their shop items and things from their point of sale system directly into Shopify. They got uh, something like 800 or so, I, I can't remember the exact number of products in there. But they launched the following week and they had a massive amount of success from this. And seeing their faces, seeing them do a Facebook Live, telling everyone about the shop and the glee Mm. on their face saying, we did this. It was like, this is what I live for. This is incredible. There wasn't, hey, we paid someone, they came in, they did this, there you go, guys. It was like, you know what? We put ourselves out there. Mm -hmm. We challenged ourselves. We learned something new. And now Mm -hmm. you can do And honestly, the success they've had from there, they make more money online than they've ever made in the shop. Um, And they got notified by Shopify to say they're the 15th highest transaction shop in Australia, um, which was, it turns out, by the way, they thought they had a little niche audience in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. All of Australia is crying out for what they offer. And they were like, oh, we did not know. And and now they're selling out of products and that. They go, ah. So they're pivoting their whole business model. It's just, it's it's such a pleasure working with them, honestly. So I live for that kind of stuff. Yes, that's. Incredible. Like I'm excited for them. I don't even know what they fake yeah. or sell, but like you said, just to see that like, we uh, work, we honestly, trusted us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They, they have the best Facebook lives ever. They, they said to me, <laughs> they need me to teach them social media. And I, I seriously, I was thinking in the back of my mind going, you could teach social media to other people because right. they were going, Oh, we need you to help us with social media. Can you teach us this? And I went, well, what do you want to learn? They went, well, we don't know what we're doing. I said, well, what are you doing? And they said, well, each week we do a Facebook live. I said, sure. How many people turn up on the live? Oh, about 500 or so people. And I'm going, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was sitting right. there going, okay, how do I explain to them that big brands would pay really good money to get those kind of results? Like, that, yeah. Most people don't get that kind of success. Mm-hmm. But what had happened is in their mind, they had looked at the way that they do their Facebook lives. And honestly, it starts with the two of them going, 
is it on? Is it on? Have you pushed the right button? I don't know. <laughs> Have you pushed the right button? Oh, we always stuff this up. Come on, guys. Um, oh, and it's hilarious. And everyone just loves it and loves their authenticity and loves what they bring to the pay- table. Yes. And things. That's why I, I love working with these guys so much. They're amazing. But um, but the thing is, they thought in their mind that being good at social media meant being professional. Mm-hmm. And I was like, guys, no, you have tapped into the heart of what makes you good entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And that is authenticity. It's being yourself. So. Yes. So it's, it's a large part of what I do now. Uh, I do, there's a number of different things I help businesses and entrepreneurs with, but the, probably the biggest one is helping people to find that authenticity, to find who they are, what they stand for. In other words, to look at their brand positioning and message, mm-hmm. working out their, their story, their unique story and their personal brand aspect to it as well. So basically I call it telling their story, which is really important, like finding their voice and telling their story. And honestly, if you can nail that as an entrepreneur, that is honestly, that's 80% yeah. of your work done for you. That is a huge amount of your sales and marketing already sorted because people will buy into who you are and what you bring to the table. So I do a lot of work with them around that. And then I do a lot of work with people around thought leadership, like getting published and getting podcast interviews and how to position <laughs> yourself as a thought leader and all those kind of things. So yeah, so so much fun. <laughs> I told you so it was much. a whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. many things and impacting people in so many different ways. And so- yeah. Just wanting to know, because you've been a leader in many different ways, of course. So yeah. what does it mean to you to be a conscious business leader? I think I think being a conscious business leader, there's, there's two layers to this. Okay, mm-hmm. this is a good question. See, I, I knew I, I wanted to come in here unprepared. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's, there's two layers I see to being a conscious business leader. The first of those is around yourself. And being a conscious business leader to me means knowing, understanding who you are, which means understanding your limitations, your strengths, all those different kind of things, understanding the authentic nature of yourself and not trying to be something different. And I found this um, in previous roles, even as chief marketing officer, one of the things that I really struggle with as a CMO is there is this expectation that you be removed from the teams. As in, you know, you, you're at the high level, you're dealing with numbers and everyone's a dollar figure and a number and you've got these big grand schemes and I'm going, yeah, but I'm removed from the impact that I'm making. Mm -hmm. And that to me is important to other people. It's not, but to me, that is what drives me, motivates me and, and gives me the biggest sense of satisfaction. So understanding that about myself will help me to position myself properly and, and to lead properly. Um, So there's that self part of it. It's also Mm -hmm. understanding, um, it's understanding the challenges you're going to face. Uh, Imposter syndrome is a huge part of that as well. It's understanding that you don't have to have every answer. You Mm -hmm. don't have to know everything. It's a-okay and it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to not be perfect. So, um, So that's the first half. The second half though is around the people that you're leading. Mm-hmm. And to me, um, I've seen so many different operating models uh, for businesses. We've talked about the hierarchical one, you know, where your CEO is at the top, it goes down to C-suite and the senior managers, managers, team leaders, staff, all those kind of things. Um, I've seen the holocratic model, which is what we brought into um, to Common Leisure when I had that company. Uh, we wanted to try something different. So we set up non-hierarchical flat structure where everyone has circles of responsibility. I'm telling you now, it does not work. <laughs> it's rubbish. <laughs> we struggled with that for years. Mm. I remember remember contacting a company. Um, I won't name them because it'd be a bit embarrassing for them, but they're a big <laughs> company who are known for using holocratic operating model. And okay. I talked to their CMO and said, look, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Come on, man, give me some advice. And he goes, oh, no, it's it's horrible. <laughs> it just doesn't work, but we're stuck mm-hmm. with it now. And I went, oh, damn it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we switched from that. But okay. 
So, but the thing for me is I'm all of those are a little bit incongruent with me. Like one of the the key things I genuinely believe is in the reverse hierarchy. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is the CEO is the lowest person in the company. And you have to be comfortable with this as a leader. You have to understand that your entire job is to provide an environment for your team where they can thrive. That means creating a psychological safe zone for them. It's it's creating an environment where they don't feel like they have to have all the answers, that they can admit that they don't, uh, Mm -hmm. where they can make mistakes, where they can try new things, where they can contribute and get recognition for it, where if they make mistakes, you're taking the bullet for it. It's it's creating an environment where they can thrive and grow safely, like a child. And, And uh, for any of the people I've ever led in the past, I'm not comparing you to a child, so, so don't, don't come at me. <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, like like a child, when a child is growing, and, and all of us are childlike in different aspects of mm-hmm. our life because we're growing in that different area. But when you're in that growing phase, you need protection. You need yeah. people that are there to nurture you and to grow you. So that's what being a conscious leader is about. It's understanding the motivations of the people you're leading. Mm-hmm. It's understanding what the future they want is. Um, it's understanding what their ambitions, their goals, and all these things, and helping them to get there. And if that means, by the way, that you are preparing them for leaving you, that is mm-hmm. also okay. Okay. Um, There's nothing more satisfying when you're a conscious leader of actually going, I've built this person up to, the, I've helped them to get to where they are now, and now that this role doesn't fit them anymore. They can fly, they can go out there and Mm -hmm. build their own destiny. It's such a cool feeling. But if you're an insecure leader, Mm -hmm. if you're a non-conscious leader or or an unconscious leader, then that will be difficult for you. Mm -hmm. It'll also be difficult to see your staff or your team that you're leading getting recognition because you think, oh, I should deserve that. So it's about putting other people before you. Okay. And so... You have chasingtheinsights.com for your website. Are there any other platforms where people can go to get more information? I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who want to know more about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think the easiest place to get a hold of you is chasingtheinsights.com. So that's where the podcast is, my book's there as well. Uh, but also there's a link on the website to my Facebook group. And honestly, <laughs> I love my Facebook group. These these are some <laughs> of the coolest people on the planet. Bar okay. They're entre- crazy entrepreneurs who are incredibly supportive. And we do weekly challenges. I'm doing a series at the moment where I'm interviewing different people from that Facebook group each day so that they get to pitch their story. They get to talk about what they do and practice it, but also that other people might see that they want to work with them and collaborate with them. So, so I think that's really cool. But um, so just reach out to me through there, reach out to me on social. Um, If anyone wants to recommend anyone for the podcast, always do that. I'm always looking for amazing new guests, but also if anyone needs help with those stories, they need help to define what their brand is and to find the unique position in a market and to stand out from the competition. Um, that is honestly where I excel and I'm more than happy to help people. Perfect. Well, Vince Warnock, thank you so much for all of that today and just the passion, <laughs> everything that you bring. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I'm just super stoked. Uh, we were saying before the recording, by the way, um, my cat is in the office at the moment because uh, we have some builders here and I don't want to let him out. And every now and then he gets ultra demanding of my time. And my, like, he will I'm come sure up he's to ready the, for it now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'll come up to the microphone and just meow at you to go away. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> so you. So I'm very happy he's behaved. Glad he yeah. stayed calm and let, let us have it. So that was great. Thank you so awesome. much. Well, thank you, Gabby. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Business Leader Podcast. If you're a conscious business leader or entrepreneur who would like to be on the program, please visit annasunchoy.com slash apply. Now, if you got something out of this interview, 
would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. And if you do that, tag us with the hashtag conscious business leader. Now, can you also hook us up now to your podcast player and just give us a thumbs up or a rating and review? Your feedback helps us better empower that next generation of global leaders to cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness through being a loving presence. While you're at it, hit the subscribe button. You know why? Because each week you're going to be inspired and energized 15 minutes a day. My name is Anna Choi. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at AnnaSunChoi.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Conscious Business Leader Movement. Thank you.